Well, hey, everybody, welcome back into the Do Something Together podcast video series that we're doing. Uh, it's been a great uh, one week so far. Last week, we heard from uh, Pastor Kevin about the importance of it mattering to the local church and how we can get involved in that. Today, we are joined by Rob and Beth Davis. They're our life group pastors at our campus. Hello. How are y'all doing? doing? Good. How are you? How are you? We're doing very good. Uh, today, we're asking the question, why it works why biblical community works, why life group works. Uh, and so we're going to have a great conversation about these things and uh, just dive into it a little bit more. You guys ready to go? Ready to go. Okay, yeah. let's get it started. All right. Well, uh, Rob and Beth, first off, thank you guys for being here. Um, uh, for those that don't know you very well, maybe they're not in life groups yet, and so they may not know you very well. Can you tell people who you are? Just a little bit about yourself, your, your whole girls, history? Girls go, for, girls go first. Rob and Beth Davis. <laughs> <laughs> He's Rob and I'm Beth. <laughs> um, and we are um, the Life Group Pastors at New Life. And um, we've been doing this for several years now. And... Um, we're happy to talk about them and invite you to join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, <clears throat> I would say we're, you look at us just, we're just an average working family. I mean, Beth is, uh, uh, does interior decorating. Uh, she's a grandmom. She's a mom. She just loves um, making things pretty around the house, yeah. other people's houses, yeah. our houses. I've been in the pest control business for several years. I mean, we've been, we're, we're here in Searcy forever and we've been here 35 years we we love the community we love the people here and um and we we just want to uh, get people to appreciate and and see the good in people the good in in life groups being together uh because we care about the community right. and because we care about people that uh, that we attend new life with mm-hmm. yeah uh, and y'all do a great job i mean i remember when you guys first kind of started showing up and and I think all of us immediately were like these guys are they know what they're doing <laughs> I think I think that was the thought that I know Kevin and I had like they know what they're doing and so uh well life groups are incredibly important obviously to to any church but I know we try to put an extra little bit of value on them but it's not always easy right like um what are Let's start off with just talking about some of the struggles that maybe that we've found with life groups. What are, what are the things that we haven't quite figured out yet or that we continue to struggle with? The struggle is, and it always has been, to get people to make that final step to say yes and commit to one. I think people are nervous about going into someone's home sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing someone or what's going to happen. We get that question a lot through um, the emails is, what does it look like and what happens? And um, I think the biggest thing that we want to say is just take that step. And, yeah. you know, I know lots of people that have lots of anxiety about going into new situations. And all of our life group leaders want to make it just easy and comfortable. And if you just take that first step, I mean, it, that's the hardest thing is getting people to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to, and yeah. they, they're very interested, and they ask questions. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. But getting getting them in the door mm-hmm. is the biggest biggest thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think one of the challenges we have, <clears throat> and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, we know what we're doing. We've had 
we've had groups meet in our home probably for the last 25, 26 years. Um, or more. Yeah, or mm-hmm. more. One of the one of the things that uh, that's a challenge right now is if someone has never participated, has never experienced being in a small group in someone else's home, uh, is is trying to trying to persuade them the, of the value. Yeah. Uh, what what are the benefits there? Uh, you know, if you if you show someone or someone experiences the value of spending their time doing something, there's not a problem getting them to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if they enjoy it, uh, if they see that, that there's rewards there, uh, I don't think there's any problem getting there. But if you don't take that first step, you right. don't have a chance to, to yeah. experience. I remember, I remember even leading the first few life groups. I would almost be nervous about meeting and yeah. the responsibility and all. And it's really not that big a deal, but I would just dread it. And after five minutes and I said, I'm so glad. And I'd feel so much better after you get in the midst of it. You just almost have to dive in and, and try it. And, uh, and the, the people is what makes it work. People love being around other, other people. Um, you know, there's always going to be some challenges, uh, but we're trying to, we try to work around those, but we've got to have, participation got to mm-hmm. have people that are willing to, to give it a try so they can see the value in it and the enjoyment in it yeah and the relationships and the friendships that mm-hmm. are formed and it's people you just would never know just saying hello to in the lobby at church mm-hmm. yeah that's the biggest thing I, I have felt by doing life groups leading life groups just being a part of them is it's amazing how many people you how many more people you open yourself up to on a weekend you know, because we talk all the time, like church is not meant to be in rows like it is on a Sunday. So the real the real connection, because uh, if you're just sitting in a row listening to worship or listening to a speaker, you can do you can do that online. But it's that in the foyer, in the hallway, picking up your kids, uh, you know, as much as people may say they hate a meet and greet time during the middle of service was as turn to your neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's those moments that you, when you have community with people, you, mm-hmm. you see somebody, you know, right. just go up and hang out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that part of the value? Like when we talk about why it works, like even outside of life groups themselves, why is it just so important for people to be with people, to hang out, to have relationships? It's the way God made us yeah. and he did not make us to live life alone. Yeah. And that's why we have the church. That's why he uh, formed the church. It was not for him. It was for us and for us to be in relationship with each other. We were not meant to do this alone. Mm, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's so gratifying to to see people that that come in and not quite sure that they need to be in a life group, but they they feel like okay, I I probably should, but I'm not real. And when they and when they finally do get in it, and they see what we do, how we do, and they start to talk to people, and they say, "Oh, you you know that I know that person." Yeah, and they they build those relationships. There becomes there's comfort level, and that comfort level goes into almost you're you're working into a trust level where I can say what I'm thinking. Right. Well, we have we have a, a a scripture study that we do, and you know we all come from different backgrounds but people were very comfortable in saying well where i came up came from this is what we thought and someone would say that's interesting mm-hmm. because when the church i was at we mm-hmm. thought this and they talk yeah and there's no button heads there's none of that they just talk and and there's a bond there and, and i think that's kind of what beth is saying when you build those bonds those those familiarity but 
breeds trust, and trust almost breeds like a, a teamwork, and there's a strength there. But but God's involved in that. Yeah, I think when you know Scripture says when one or two of you are gathered in my name, I'm in your midst, right. and I think there's power in that, and we don't even realize yeah. it. We don't recognize it at the time. Yeah. Uh, I think people may be, um, and maybe this is just, this could be our fault as, as leaders or communicators on the weekend, but I think there's also a misconception about what a life group is or can be. Um, I know sometimes the people I talk to are like, well, okay, if I'm leading a life group, I have to like pastor them. I've got to do all the studying and I've got to, I've got to, I've got to be the one to pour in their lives. So I have to be perfect in order, in order to lead this thing. When in reality, I think you guys can speak to this more, what are different ways a life group can look like? I mean, it can look like a whole bunch of, it doesn't have to just be at a home every week or it doesn't, you know, talk about the different forms a life group, quote unquote, can be. One of the things that I was a little concerned about was we were at first, we're talking about demographics. We want to get this demographic in a group with their demographic, this demographic in with it. And, and I'm kind of a contrarian on that one. I like to blend different people up, different ages, different things like that. Uh, And the biggest reason is because conversations happen. Yeah. That to me, you know, you can get overboard thinking, oh, we got to get, we got to get into some real meat here. Well, sometimes the best meat to get into is a sandwich. I mean, just, just have people (laughs) eat together and, and just have them spend time with food solves a lot of problems and starts a lot of conversations. But I think people, when they sit around a table uh, and, and start conversations, I mean, that's probably the hardest thing thing is just getting people to show mm-hmm. up there's you don't have to be you don't have to be a, a, a professor you don't have to be a scholar. biblical scholar <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it helps if you can start conversations it, the best way to, the best thing to do is just ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. i mean and if you're uh, if you're a curious person that's that's a thing but i think just the desire um, just someone who can can host or lead a life group is someone who loves people. Yeah, I mean, and, and just somebody that can can invite people into their homes. And a lot of times, it just takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. You may not have to do anything; yeah. just be the host. Well, um, in the past, there's been groups that like uh, played basketball mm-hmm. and then had their small group, yeah. or vice versa. And there's we don't have any of those groups right now, but there, you can do groups like mm-hmm. that. You know. Say you want to have a running group or a, some sort of exercise group, and then you can have your study or your devotion time or whatever. What you're doing is forming community. Yeah, That's it. You want to form community around the dinner table, around a conversation at the dinner table, whatever. That can be it. It doesn't have to be just this in-depth um, biblical study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those are great too. Yeah. Uh, what I'm what I'm hearing is uh, the more valuable tool is to cook more than be a professor of theology. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's that's the marketing of that. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. how we market that's, our group. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a level, you, you can lean more toward cook. We will feed you if you come. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it is. It is so important. I know the most successful groups that we're we do it. It food is it and. 
again, it doesn't have to be this big spread no, or intimidating. Not you know, at we've all. done pizzas or you can do sandwiches. Our favorite thing is uh, we'll do a, a theme night. Like, hey, it's Mexican food night. Sure. Bring your favorite Mexican food dish or something like that. Everybody participates. Yeah. We usually end up with like seventeen bags of chips and four bags of shredded cheese. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know it works. That's you know? Sure, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I've got some. I've got some numbers here. Uh, this has been a theme of every one of these episodes. Is I, I end up digging some numbers, and some of these surprised me. And I don't know if it's really, honestly, achievable for most churches. This to me, this seems well out of, of reach. But maybe I'm, I'm off. Uh, it says a a good rule of thumb is that you need one small group in your church for every ten attenders. For every ten people who attend your church, have a small group. Uh, Healthy churches have at least 40 to 50% of their adult, adult attendance uh, in some form of group. Uh, great churches have upwards of 80% of their adults in groups. Uh, Saddleback Church, this is an insane statistic. Saddleback Church has 130% of their adult attendance. That means there are people <laughs> who don't even attend their weekend services who are plucked into Join their life their groups. Life yeah. Yeah. So Saddleback, I want to see the, the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> They've, they've got somebody that's cooking really right. well over there. <laughs> Somebody's cooking numbers. Yeah. No. But, you know, those are obviously, a lot of those numbers are like, whew, those are lofty goals. But you can see the reasoning behind it. Like, yeah, you, absolutely. you want everybody in community. Yeah. And what would you say, the y'all have done this, you said, for a long time. What's the ideal range of a, size of a group even? Um, well, know, we have, like in our personal group, we have, I think, 20 or 22 on the on the list, but life happens Mm -hmm. and you have on the average, we have 12 to 15 Mm -hmm. and, and that's just how it is. And, and we understand that. Mm -hmm. So to say you have a group of 10 and then, you know, some don't show up, then you got a really small group, which is fine too. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, uh, and, you know, give credit to Jesus. I think twelve is a good number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, twelve is a is probably the perfect. Hey, Jesus even couldn't keep up with the twelve. He had yeah. to have one. <laughs> exactly. You know. Exactly. But you know, we we do. We feel like it's so important to do what we do, and COVID had affected a oh, lot yeah. of what we what we're doing now. But most of our uh, the the life groups we have, the number of groups we have is is small right now. Right the group numbers of each of those groups is large. Yeah. So we've just we've just had to go with what we and it works, but it's not ideal. Right. Uh, we we really would love to have obviously more people involved. And when we have people that want to join a group, we've got one that's just too large. They yeah. cannot take any more. We'll take as many as we can get. Right. We'll uh, and locations. we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> turn anybody away. But we do need to to be thinking about people that are willing to to host people that, and, and, and we'll hold their hands. Yeah. I mean, if we have to be there, you know, right. we'll figure out a night that we can do ours and do theirs. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, it would be great if somebody, if somebody just loves people uh, just to open their home up and if they can't, if they don't feel comfortable leading, right. Uh, we'll work something out, mm-hmm. but uh, we want to get people involved. Uh, but the biggest thing is we just, we need to get, we need to get people comfortable, not apprehensive about joining, and we will go into some of the some of the, the the things that we have to we have to attack. Some of the things we have some problems we have to yeah. solve out on that later. Yeah, but. 
summer is, you know, we're, this is all coming out in the summer. So this is a great opportunity to start test driving some stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and one thing, I don't know if you guys get this when you talk with potential or possible life group leaders or previous life group leaders who, who did it for a while and maybe they got discouraged, but you know, sometimes it's easy for us to confuse departments and ministries with life groups. Uh, what I mean by that is we get discouraged if we don't have 40 people sign up for our life group, mm. when in reality, you should be thrilled with 10 mm-hmm. and be just let that be the closest group of 10 people. Mm-hmm. And that that to me is an ideal group. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, I've, I've been in, Lauren and I lead kind of a young adult group. And there have been times where, you know, you know we'll put out in the group chat how you let us know if you're coming tonight so we can prep food and stuff like that. And we've got like 20 people that are signed up to be in kind of like you talked about and only like eight, nine will say they're coming. And our mentality leading up to it is, Oh man, there's, there's not as many people coming tonight. Maybe it's not going to be as good. And it ends up being the best night because it's, it's a tight knit group. We can really get into some conversation. We laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest, and y'all can speak to this too. The biggest advice I would give potential people looking for life groups don't make it it doesn't need to be kid life or you know some big ministry where you're trying to get as many people as possible it is quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and i mean talk i mean even if it's what two two three families Mm -hmm. that's a life group right well we actually had a situation and i don't remember how many years ago but it was in our years at new life and um we had a large group, but one night there was one couple that mm. could come and we're like, come on. Yeah. And we got to know them and it was just so much fun. Yeah. And we would never have gotten to know them on that level, I would yeah. say, had we not had that one-on-one time with mm. them. Yeah. And um, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. and if you, if you really believe that um, the Holy Spirit's working and moving in our lives and uh, directing our path, then you'll know that that one couple, mm. you know, that's what was intended yeah. to be there mm-hmm. that night. And yeah. that's okay. It was more than okay. It right. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, it, you know, you said at the outset that we've been doing this a long time and we understand we get it. The, the thing that's that's so important is for people to understand that you know that that's church yeah church church is a it's it's a family with a with a function mm-hmm. and that function sometimes is just to get to know you mm-hmm. to know that you can call me when it's a bad day yeah or you can call me to say hey we just won the championship you know somebody that that's there that knows you well enough to appreciate what you're what you're going through and that sound that maybe that's getting deep a little quick but that's what happens after mm-hmm. a very short amount of time how many times did you show up on a sunday morning you look at somebody and you say i've seen that person here for the last three weeks i don't know their name i don't know where they live i don't know what they're about and you haven't gone up and said anything to mm-hmm. them go up and say something yeah. to them but what life groups does is puts people together so that, yeah, I know your name. I know your spouse's name. I know your kid's name. I know what you like. Mm -hmm. I know what you're struggling with. I know what makes you happy. And I've prayed with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not uncomfortable praying in a, in a group with me. And if Mm -hmm. a group got together and had sandwiches and prayed together Mm -hmm. and they did that for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a good group. That's a good group. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think in a church like New Life where you, you know, we don't have the traditional Sunday morning where you go to Sunday school, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of churches have that much anymore, but um, there's a lot of people coming in the door and rushing out the door and people resetting for the next uh, service. We forget that we need to stop and slow down. Don't rush through the lobby, mm. that you need to stop and hesitate and look around. And you might say, well, no one's going to talk to me. Well, go introduce yourself yeah. to someone. Mm-hmm. And if if you're like me and you're a little ADHD, <laughs> you might introduce yourself to someone three times. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and then you have to apologize that yeah. it's not that you're not important, it's that my brain doesn't work like right. yours. <laughs> and... Um, if I've offended anyone, I'm sorry. But um, and I've done that. I've introduced myself to someone three times, but I don't forget the fourth time. That's mm. four times a charm. Yeah. But it it's it's okay to put yourself out there. And some of you might think, well, I'm, that's not me. I don't do that. Well, pray about that. Yeah, <laughs> be yeah. that person. Yeah. yeah, and it's harder for some. I'm I'm a little more of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. My whole family is. I was raised that way. You just you walk up to people and introduce yourself. He was an introvert. Mm-hmm. He's very much not like me, but he's he's changed. Yeah, he sees that you got to go up. <laughs> I mean, you agree? I agree. And um, he has learned you you got to put yourself out there and introduce yeah. yourself yeah. to people because yeah. they feel as shy as you do mm-hmm. if you're an introvert, and it's very helpful. Yeah. And it and it shows you care about people. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, you know, to to go back to the beginning and answer this question of why it why it works. Mm-hmm. It works because people are you've got two different types of people, the people who are willing and the people who need it. Yes. And so if you're one of those people who are willing, you know, and maybe God's put that on your heart. He's put that in you to to lead, to host, to to just be around people to introduce yourself. Um, then you are needed. Mm. You are needed right. to do that. You know, the, you have the, the phone is ringing. It's time to answer it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's time to actually do it. And, you know, the whole theme this summer, do something together, you yeah. know, uh, taking a couple, you know, meeting a couple of guys every week, you know, every Tuesday for coffee, you know, or going to lunch with the same couple of people every weekend or something like that, you know, just, just doing something. Mm-hmm. All of those things are, are life groups. All of those things are just doing life together, being with people, because there are people out there who need it mm-hmm. that don't, there, there are people who, who don't have the call to lead it or host it that need you to step up. That's right. And, sure. and I guess that's strong language maybe for some people, but I, I mean, I think it's really, really, it's challenging. We need to hear it. It's a challenge. It is. And and we talked in our life group last night. Uh, we were going over a scripture. But uh, one thing that I said that I learned in my early young adult life was to not box God in mm-hmm. and say he's not going to do this or do that or he can't do this or do that. And if you feel in your heart that that's not me, you know, that's not who I am, well, ask God. You know, yeah. is this something you want me to do? And, and if it is, you'll feel that prodding, and you'll feel that you need to step out and step up in faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really good. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, we're, we're closing out every episode here with just having our guests pray and pray over, you know, the specific topic or demographic we're talking about. So I don't know if y'all want to 
alternate words or if just one of you want to take it this time and the other can take it next time or however you want to do it if one of you just want to pray well, she prays she prays longer than i do so i'll let her start <laughs> and i'll keep my eye on the watch so you go ahead dear you go ahead just pray over us all right god thank you so much for this time to open our hearts and our mouths and speak what you've put on our hearts and father i just pray that um these words will land on hearts that are soft and hearts that want to change and grow and learn. And um, I thank you for this um, technology that we can do this and pray that it's used to glorify you. Mm -hmm. And um, just so thankful for new life and the growth that um, it has spurred in me and thankful for your spirit um, and the way it works um, in our hearts and at new life. Yeah. Uh, Father, what, I, I just love um, what you teach us. I love how your, your spirit counsels us and comforts us. Uh, Father, I, I thank you for the, the words that we read, the words that, that Jesus speaks about love and the example that, that he showed to walk up to people that society just looked down on and he came to rescue those people. And Father, I pray that that, that as um, that my bro- as my brothers and sisters hear and see us talking today, that they under- that they'll understand what a joy it is to reach out and help us to have that that spirit. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit move in each of us to have that spirit, just to show love to each other enough, just to be interested, to ask questions, and to show that we do care about our brothers and sisters, and help us to to know our role. Help us to see the gifts that you've given us and to put those to use. And, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Rob and Beth, thank you guys so much. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and watching. We appreciate it. We've got uh, one of these coming out every week for the next several weeks, all summer long. So uh, don't forget, hit the subscribe uh, button if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this if you haven't already. Um, and uh, we're going to continue this conversation uh, next week as well. So thank you guys again yeah. just for, for hanging out. And who prayed longer? Oh, you know, I wouldn't even, we'll have to go oh, back I and look at the tail. watch. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.